God is good. Today we live different from the way we came in, in Jesus' name. I'm feeling something and we're going to try to hit this thing today. I want to pick up with where we were the last week, just hit some ideas to lay groundwork and then I'll get into um, what we have for today. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, please. Genesis chapter 3, beginning in verse number 7. It says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. And the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? I know this familiar uh, familiar passage. We were also in this neighborhood yesterday. But I think it's important to spend time in sometimes the familiar because especially uh, the verses that are in the beginning, the the stories that are in the beginning, because uh, they many times are a blueprint not only for the rest of the scriptures but for the rest of existence and it, it tells we'll find ourselves in the story of scripture many times and uh, this is kind of a blueprint for what happens when sin enters it's a blueprint for how the enemy messes with us it's a blueprint for how god's heart is to seek that which is is lost and uh, we we learn a lot about the end from the beginning from studying the beginning amen all right, so what, what we were talking about last week is what Adam and Eve saw, uh, um, what they did changed how they saw themselves. And how they saw themselves becomes a very, very key ingredient to how they see or even how we see everybody else. They heard the sound of God in the garden and they hid. The reason they heard the sound of God and hid was because how they saw themselves now was different from how they saw themselves before. And uh, I think this is a por- important note for all of us to understand is that the relationship we have with others and even the relationship that we have with God is nothing more than an overflow of how we see ourselves or the relationship that we have with ourselves. When Adam and Eve sinned, how they saw themselves changed. And because of how they saw themselves changed, how they saw God changed. Uh, and so our relationships is nothing more than an overflow of whatever is going on inside. Uh, Cain killed his brother, not because his brother was evil, but because the Bible says his own actions were evil. And so Cain, or rather Abel, received the overflow of whatever Cain was dealing with. So let me just make it very simple English. It's not their fault. It could be, Lord help us, your fault. And how you are interpreting not what they are doing, but how you are interpreting yourself to yourself. How they saw themselves was different, and it set off a chain reaction that went all the way to their relationship with God. So so if God wants to heal us, if true healing needs to begin anywhere, it has to begin in this place where we see ourselves. Amen? Now, I, I, I want to just review the pictures I was working on last week, if, if we could just throw those, those up. God, God designed, God got, uh, built a house. 
and it was called the tabernacle and this is a picture of it I found this online and it's important I know it looks kind of boring but I think it's important to pay attention to this because this is something that God designed this is not a construction of man Moses built this according to the plan and pattern that God gave him so this is God's idea all right everybody say God's idea so, and it's telling a story of how to access or how to get into the presence of God. Inside the tent is where the glory of God dwells. If a priest wants to go into the presence of God, he goes into the, in, through the gate. The first thing that he encounters is the brazen altar, which we see there in the, uh, right in front of the gate. And that is where sacrifice is, is made. That is where something needs to die. Some blood needs to be shed to, to enter the presence of God because a penalty must be paid. A sin penalty must be made because God is holy and we are not. So the, the blood is shed. The animal is sacrificed. The blood goes before the priest. We talked about this last week. And, and that represents uh, the ultimate sacrifice for us, which is Christ Jesus himself. Amen? Uh, the Bible says that this is a shadow uh, of the realities that we have in Christ, uh, the re- of the pattern that we have in heaven. So Christ pays the price for us here. But the second piece of furniture is the bronze laver. And that's where the priest goes and washes himself. But we talked about how this bronze laver was made out of mirror materials given by the women. And they, would be, they, they, they gave that. It was made so that the, the priest would not only clean himself, but he would also see himself differently. And this is a close-up of that. You can see the priest washing. And that's pretty much what, what he did. He washed his hands. He washes his feet. But he also looks at himself. And he looks at himself in light of what Christ has done now. Clean. Uh, this tells me that these two furniture pieces translated into what Christ has done for us go hand in hand. What Christ has done for us must translate into seeing myself as clean. Seeing myself as free. Seeing myself as righteous. If I don't see myself differently now in light of what Christ has done, it almost makes Christ's, works, Christ's work of no effect. And what a shame that is. Okay, so God put this here and we have to get this right here because the next step is the presence of God. All right? We cannot have a healthy relationship with God if we don't first establish a healthy relationship with ourselves. So this thing, is a, it's not a small thing. And I think it, it hits everybody home. Because everybody may have an opinion about you in one way or another. But that's not the most important opinion that there is. The most important opinion there is is the opinion that you have of yourself. And most of us struggle with this, although we don't show it on church, in Sunday morning especially. All right? But the truth is, there's a lot of fight that goes on in this department right here. Okay? And this is the very thing that God wanted us to be healed in. Hallelujah. Can we say amen or something? Why? Because if we cannot heal that relationship with ourselves, it affects how we interact with not only others, it affects how we interact with God himself. Adam and Eve, they ran from the presence of God because of how they saw themselves. That means in Christ Jesus, that image is healed so that we can enter freely with boldness into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen, amen? Yeah. That's why the Bible says that we are to love our neighbor 
as we love ourselves. It is impossible to truly love your neighbor if you have not first loved yourselves. The love for your neighbor starts with the love for you. The love for you is impossible because all of us have shortcomings, all of us have mistakes, all of us have deficiencies, all of us, all of us have regrets. No, we all have regrets, and that's so, 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 such a poison. So I would present or suggest to you that this, this right here, this, this place of washing and seeing ourselves, I would suggest that that is the, the greatest place of spiritual warfare. Of course, there's dragons, there's authorities, there's powers in the air, manama, manama. We know that, and we bind those, and those, that's where our struggle is. But those, those, um, those powers have an agenda, and that's to leave a certain pattern of thinking in us. All right? The serpent came, and he spoke to Eve, injected her with a poison, and then the serpent left. So if you bind the serpent now, and Eve has already taken the poison... Are you saying? See what I'm saying? The Bible says that our warfare is against thoughts. Every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. So, so if we don't heal that, that image right there, the, that's Satan's, Satan's agenda fulfilled per- perfectly. Is when we love God maybe, but we hate ourselves. He's just fine with that. All right? We're all going to leave this place loving ourselves, but we're also going to see God uh, in the way that we were, he in, intended for us to see him and interact with, with, with him. Amen? Many of us are mistaken because uh, we think we are good with God because we have obeyed the rules. All right? Nothing wrong with obeying the rules, but that does not qualify us to get in with God. We, we are in with God. We are good with God because he has provided us with a finished work. Period. All right. So our works do not come into the equation. He has provided us with. So we are in with God because of what he did and not because of what we did. I think an error we make, and I can speak with great authority in this subject because I grew up in the church. I think the mistake that we made is we we love God so much. All right. And and it's like out of a, a pure love for God. But what we do is because we love God so much, we also in the same regard, want to do so much for God. All right? And the more we love Him sometimes, the more we add to our spiritual to-do list. We, the more we add to uh, the rules and regulations. All right? And, and uh, we get trapped because we, it's not that we don't love God. We love God. All right? But we've added such a strong to-do list to the measure of our love for God that we will find ourselves falling short. And then what happens is when we find ourselves falling short, eh, we actually feel a little bit guilty because we did not meet up to the standards that we set for loving God. Example, yeah, God touches you in service. God, thank you. This week I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. every morning and pray on my knees and I won't get up until it's time to go to work. And you get up the first day, hallelujah, Tuesday. But Wednesday, man, your sleep is just catching up with you and you just sleep till 6 uh, maybe what, 5.05, and you get up, God, I told you I was going to get up, all right? So now you have broken, now this is not a spiritual rule, this is just a little covenant that you made in your own mind, God, I'm going to do this for you, and you fell short. Thursday, forget about it, I'm, I'm a sinner now. 5.05, man, I can't even look at God anymore. 
are, are you seeing what I'm saying? So that, that there's a trap of loving God so much and hating myself so much. And sometimes the more we love God can be dangerous because we can love our, hate ourselves just as much. The devil is a liar. I repeat, we are in with God. Not because of how much we have performed spiritually. What our report card looks like in the kingdom. We are in with God because he has provided us with a finished work. Arat Netil. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. We have no condemnation because there has been a law change. Law change is permanent. Come on, somebody. Law change cannot be changed. Once the law has been set, hallelujah. If the speed limit is this much, all right, we have to obey this much because it's, 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 it's set in stone. Our no condemnation is set in stone. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God loved us so much. God loved us so much that, that he provided all of these things for us so we could live in his presence and we could live in, in, in fellowship with him freely. Now this is the thing that, that, that messed me up while I was preparing this week. Um, the Lord whispered to my ear and it just messed me up and it's all over the room. It's in the air. And so this is, I'm just going to declare what I, the Spirit of God is saying. God arranged this situation, this, this agreement with us. God loved us this much. God prepared this sacrifice so much. It's not a small thing, it's a big thing. But He did this just because He loved us. After I was preparing and I was just working, and this thing, it just hit me between the eyes. Just because. He did this for no reason. There was nothing motivating him out of just a, a, an unexplainable, baseless, reasonless, eh, crazy, agape, unconditional love. Uh, and no, it doesn't maybe fully translate, but the words that I heard, and he speaks to me in English, come on somebody. I was just doing this, he just said, just because. It messed me up. God is not like man. He does not need a reason. He just loves us because he loves us just because. Eh? Well, what did I do to absolutely nothing? This is just, just because. Well, I know I must have something in my, in my genealogy. I think my grandfather, my grandmother did something special. And now you love me because... No. Whoever your grandmother was, just because he loves you. Just because he paid the price for you just because he allowed his son watching his son to suffer that kind of pain the excruciating pain of the cross the, the 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 word excruciating is actually a word that was created because the suffering of the cross was so great there was no word to equivalent to the pain and suffering of the cross so they actually created a new word called excruciating excruciating means out of the cross literally means out of the cross just because hallelujah what kind of God is this what kind of love is this how can we compare this kind of a love with a, a, a list of a to-do list all right so I would suggest to you that God's primary agenda in our life is not 
for us to get it all right and create this perfect, perfect Becca. All right? He did not, his, his goal was not to get us to, to walk perfectly 100% in, in, in not turning to the left and to the right and being the model of perfection. He, he, whew, his purpose was a fellowship. He, he wanted to be with us just because. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You, you know, I think sometimes we tie our relationship with God, with our, our, our calling or our ministry or our vision or, or, you know, the great commission. We have to fulfill the great commission. Time is running out. And we run around with this shopping list when all the time. I would even suggest that God, yes, we need to do all these things. We need to serve the Lord. Don't get me wrong. Everybody do your ministry. Everybody, please. All right. But, but let us never forget his primary agenda. Hallelujah. For each and every one of us is that he wanted to get with us. He wanted to be with us. Hallelujah. Why did he want to be with us? Just because. No reason. I came up with a good Amarinya in the earlier service. Kamarit Tanesto. Kamarit Tanesto means he came up from the ground. Meaning that there is no reason for this kind of behavior. There is nothing that suggests we deserve it. There is nothing that suggests that he owes us. Just because he wanted to be with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loved us that much. I want to just go over some scriptures, just allow the scriptures to speak to our hearts today. 2 Samuel chapter 14. This is one of my favorite verses. 2 Samuel chapter 14 and verse 14. It says, like water spilled on the ground which cannot be recovered. So we must die. But God does not take away life. Instead, he devises ways so that a banished person may not remain estranged from him. He devises a way so that a banished person will not remain estranged from him. Hallelujah. He wanted us close. He wanted us fellowship. And what was that, what was that device or the, the way that he devised? I think we can find it in Ephesians chapter 2. And verse number 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, have been brought near through the blood of Christ. The way was the blood of Christ. What was the purpose of the blood of Christ? It's to bring us who were far away near. Hallelujah. He wanted us near. The tabernacle, which we just saw, the tabernacle in the Hebrew, the word means dwelling place. Why? Because God wanted to dwell with us. Emmanuel, the, one of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Because God wanted to get with us. Somebody say amen. The book of Ezekiel, it concludes with this great story of how God restores the temple, how God restores the, the glory, how the river flows out of the temple, all of the gates of the city, the, the, the priesthood allocation is, is, is doled out. And the very last verse of the book of Ezekiel, after the city has been established, it says the distance around, all around will be 18,000 cubits and the name of the city from that time on will be the Lord is there. Whew. Why? Just because. He just wanted to be there. He wanted to be in our business. He wanted to be close. 
Somebody say he wanted to be close. The New Jerusalem, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3. It says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Come on. That's the whole, that's the matakalia of everything. Come on, somebody. That's the, 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 the consummation of everything. Hallelujah. Then God will be with his people. Hallelujah. And we will be with him. Why? Just because. Hallelujah. You know, we, we struggle with this just because, especially in this culture, in Ethiopian culture, and in much of African cultures as well. You know, there's this thing called yulinta, magdardar kind of things. Meaning like if we go to a restaurant, let me pay. No, let me pay. No, 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 let me pay. Let me pay. Let me pay. Let me pay. Have you ever been there? I, I always, if I'm short on money, I pretend like, oh, let me pay. And then I know they'll cover it, even though the pocket is empty. In case you're struggling anytime, just go first and then let them okay, come. Oh, pass. I say, oh, okay. I'll let you take the blessing. <laughs> no, but, but the point is like, you, that's not you cannot take that. Or, or you know, uh, you go first. No, you go first. No, no, no. You know how John and Jesus, they fought the same. All right? You go first. You go. There's this, this sense of, you know, belittling myself and let you take. But, but that's, we cannot take that kind of idea with God. We cannot say, oh, a little bit from me, a little bit from you. Oh, you did it last time. Let me pay. No, 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 no. That's not. Eh? We're, not we're not doing that kind of game with God. He loves us. He wants to be with us. Not because we went last time. He, he just because. Hallelujah. You remember there was two thieves on the cross that died with Jesus. Both of them were thieves. And, and one of them, of course, he, he, he cursed Jesus. The other one said, uh, Lord, remem remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember that? And mind the words of Jesus on the cross. He says, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. And it blessed me because it did not say, it does not say, you will be in paradise. That's not the point. It says, you will be. Hallelujah. You know what makes paradise paradise? It's him. Hallelujah. There is a street of gold. There is a river of life. There is a throne. There is a, a light. There, the, the, the sun is always shining without the sun because Jesus himself is the sun. Hallelujah. It, it, it's a, a place of no more tears, no more crying. But the greatest thing about heaven is that he's there. Hallelujah. And let me tell you the thing that makes, makes hell hell and such a place of torment is not just the fire, but it is the fact that he is not there. All right. Hell is anything where he is not. Heaven is anything where he is. Hallelujah. You will be with me today in paradise. As this started, my, my soul just got so happy by myself preparing because I just, this just because blessed me. This is a, a God kind of love. It does not exist in the human equation. This is a God kind of uh, agape. It was a, a, a new word they had to make for love and a new word they had to make for suffering called ex excruciating. And I think the two new words go hand in hand. And the reason for these two words going hand in hand is just because. Hallelujah. He wanted to be with us that bad. He wanted us to be with us the, as bad as the cross. 
Why? Just because. Hallelujah. Not because we performed well, not because we looked good, not because we crossed all our T's and dotted all our spiritual I's, but just, just because. In fact, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is an unusual, unusual desire on the part of our Father to, to be with us. Hallelujah. Just because. Everybody say just because. A love without reason. And I just wanted to, for us as, as the church today, just to respond to that fellowship, that offering of the invitation. Uh, because I think it's frustrating when he loves us so much and we're running around trying to check off all our spiritual to-do lists. Can we drop the to-do list? Can we drop the doctrine and bylaws just for today? Could we drop all the man-made attempts to reach to God, just leave those behind, and just receive? Just to see ourselves different, not because we did good, but just because he did good. It's a challenge, Adelem. You know, from the time we're in school, we get rewarded for performance. Our minds from kindergarten, we're indoctrinated with this thing. It's so hard to shake, and that's how we grew up. That's the only recognition that we have, is... is, is, is uh, uh, merit based on performance, recognition based on performance, identity based on performance. You know, there was a study one time in Europe of the difference between uh, like southern and northern Europe. Hmm? Uh, and, and, and they found that the suicide levels are much higher in northern Europe than in southern Europe. And when they studied, they, the study concluded that because Northern Europe is generally a performance-driven society, that our worth and our value is drawn from our performance. But in Southern Europe, it's, it's, it's more closer to Africa. Come on, somebody. Eh? Eh, but, you know, Greece, Italy, Spain, the performance comes more, or, or the, 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 yeah, the... the uh, recognition is more tied to family, who you are, as opposed to what you do. So performance-based uh, 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 recognition, it's only good provided that you're doing well. But family-based recognition, it recognizes you whether you have done well or not. But, but, but the point is, you know, when you're in a family how you see yourself changes. You're not so worried about your performance. But if everything is banked on performance, it's, it's, it's life and death. And the stress, the pain, the pressure is too much. Our God is family. Hallelujah. Our God, you remember how the father received the prodigal son. Whoo, hallelujah. He told the older son, our son is lost and he's come home. Doesn't say how much I did. The, the older son said, he wasted all your money on wild living, on prostitutes. He did A, B, C, D, nom, nom, nom. But the father said, yeah, but this is my son. He was lost and he's come home. Hallelujah. That's all I know. What he did in between, eh? we'll make up for that. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. This is our God. So he wanted to be with you. And I think it's frustrating for God who wants to be with us so much. And he comes to us and we're running around with this to-do list, eh, spiritual check marks, you know, YouTube, daily devotions. I forgot to read mine today. You know how they always remind you, did you read your notification? You haven't read your Bible today. Do you have that on you version? If you miss a day, they'll surely let you know. Devil sets up shop right in the middle of that spiritual activity. 
All right? You didn't do enough. You forgot. You didn't set your alarm. You didn't get up early. You didn't show up for prayer unusual, prayer unusual, prayer unusual. I guess you are not really uh, who you thought you were anyway. I guess you, and you love God. That's why you set that schedule. And now you're fighting yourself. Today I've exposed the devil. Today the devil himself, I hit him between the eyes just like David did Goliath. Hallelujah. Today he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation is a bigger giant than Goliath. And he has been officially dethroned this morning. Today when God comes to his people, he's not going to find us running around trying to serve him so hard. Today when he comes, hallelujah, to at least to Beza Church, he's going to find the people who want to be with him just as much as he wants to be with us. Hallelujah. That's why he said, you know, God only said one person, I have found. My servant, David, to be a man after my own heart. A man after my own heart. He he doesn't say that about so many people. He said that about David. What was it about David? I think the thing about David, granted he made a few mistakes, heavy mistakes, all right? But but David had a heart that wanted to be with God as much as God wanted to be with him. David said in Psalm 27, one thing I desire, and this one thing I seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Lekha, God found a match. Hallelujah. May, May God find a match this morning. May God find a match in this house. I know we have problems. I know we're struggling with things. I know the money is not where it should be. I know the, 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 the proposal is still waiting to be cleared. I know the landlord is calling you. I know you have problems waiting outside of you as soon as you get out of the church. Sometimes that becomes also, the problems become a basis of our relationship with the Lord as well. Today, let's just leave our problems behind. Let's leave our spiritual to-do list behind. Let's leave the, even the, the great ministry that we're doing just for a moment. Just let that go. Hallelujah. And let's just say, I want to be with you too. Just because, just because. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you this morning. Father, we lift you up today. Today we declare our dependency on you. But not just our dependency on you, our desire for you. Uh, let's each one of us just make this personal now. And uh, let's just tell, tell our Father what's on our heart today. Let the devil be defeated and just freely come into his presence today and just say, yeah, me too. I, I, I wanted to be with you too, just because. <sighs> Hallelujah. This is blessing me. I don't know about you. This is blessing me right now. Hallelujah. He is here so strong today. He is here so powerful today. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name today, Father God. We bless your holy name today. There is no condemnation. He whom the Son sets free is free. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Just see yourself righteous now, righteous right now. Hallelujah.
Could we stand and just lift our hands for a moment? We bless you today. We bless you today. Me too. Just because. Just because. Hallelujah. Just because. We want to be with you just because. I don't know about you. This blessed me so much. That's enough. Hallelujah. You loved us just because. Today we declare we also, we're not trying to pay you back <laughs> for what you did for us. We can't. We just receive it with thanksgiving and we love you back today. Hallelujah. Let's take the pressure out of this relationship with God and just enjoy his presence right now. Hallelujah. The devil has been lying to us long enough. Hallelujah. Expose his lies in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's all good because he provided us a finished work. Not because we got it right doctrinally. Not because we're part of this denomination or that denomination. No. We got it right today because he provided us with a finished work. Hallelujah. We bless your name today, Father God. Hallelujah. We glorify your name today, Father God. There is none like you. We love you today. We worship you today. We give you the highest praise. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, for this privilege. And today we declare that we want to be with you too just because. Hallelujah. Let's just, just for a few moments, let's not be in a hurry. Hallelujah. We'll make it to wherever we're going to. Just, just, just love on him. Make it personal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I understand what he meant when he said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. What's the kingdom of God? It's the heart of the king, isn't it? Hallelujah. Leave your prayer requests. Leave your challenges, your questions. Just seek him. Hallelujah. Seek the king. Whew, he's here today. Thank you, Father.